This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial. Your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial. This is the best in your sports talk. For Tuesday, February the 12th, I'm your host, D.A. And story number one today is Antonio Brown. Yes, we're back to the Steelers wide receiver. We know there's been a lot of consternation between both sides. A.B. and the Steelers unable to find any middle ground. A.B. leaving the team in week 17. A.B. being unable to be contacted by from his head coach. And that means that A.B.'s future is probably not much longer in the Steel City. But today, he tweeted so long to his city and the fans and the team. And reports are that he has officially requested a trade from the Steelers. It always seemed like this is where it was going to end up. And so now it's happened. Here's the Cook and Joe show on 97.3 The Fan in Pittsburgh reacting to A.B.'s tweet. Thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Peace sign. Hashtag new demands. Whatever that means. I don't know what new demands mean. Nothing else strikes me as being really new there. But what does new demands mean? What does that mean? I don't know. He's not in position to demand anything. No. He's under contract for three more years. He can ask to be traded, but I th- certainly think his actions up until this point have made it very clear that's what he wants, right? The infuriating thing is this guy wants to believe that he's the persecuted one here, that right. that somehow he's the victim, that nobody else wanted to work as hard as him. You know you know what the real infuriating thing about this, this whole thing is? Is his teammates, to be real honest with you, publicly backing him to the degree they did. What are they doing? What are they thinking? Why did they do that? That's what I'm trying to figure I just think out here. They're trying to be politically correct. And I've never known. We've talked about this. You know, it's a lot easier to say we want you back and have them traded than to say we want to wash our hands of you. Have you and known any, those guys to be politically correct? Uh, yeah, I have I, not. in this situation, I think so. Well, in this situation, because uh, as soon as one of them says, you know, on the record that Antonio's an idiot and we're better off without him, it becomes a major. There's story. a long, vast space between he's an idiot and he's our guy and we're going to work it out. And it'll just take a phone call between him and Ben. You want to say, you know what, Antonio's Antonio's part of this team. We'll wait and see what happens. I'd like him back, period. OK. But to the lengths that Marquise Pouncey went, Ron, saying that him and him and him and Ben are like it's like a brotherly thing, and it can absolutely be worked out, and all of them denying that there was a football thrown and all this other stuff, they've gone to great lengths to back this guy. It doesn't strike me as a politically correct. Let's just back him for the hell of it in case he comes back. It doesn't. Yeah, we can disagree. I think it is. That's exactly well, why, why would Pouncey ex- go to those lengths? That's exactly what I think it is because maybe in his mind he thinks it can still be worked out. I'm not saying that I agree with him, but I'm just saying that uh, I think that uh, 
he thinks it can still be worked out, and he's not going to take a chance of saying anything inflammatory to risk it not working out. I think they learned from the Le'Veon situation. I'll bet if you ask those linemen last year, they regret saying that when they said it. Um, I'm not just, so sure about that's that. That's just my opinion. Maybe maybe the money part, but the other part, that was very yeah. intentional, what they did with Bell, and they're, and they're treating this guy. And I guy. think they felt like they he lied to them or misled them. Yeah, well, this guy didn't show up for work, and they've got his back publicly. That that To me, I, whatever it might be, it, if I were a Steeler fan, it would be infuriating that these guys have backed him as strongly as they have. A guy who quits on his team, a guy who's posting shots of himself in other jerseys, a guy who's bidding farewell to Pittsburgh, even though he's still here. He quit on them, and they have his back. And that that is that's a little too much to take if I'm a Steeler fan. Clearly, this is untenable. And maybe simply by removal of Antonio Brown, the Steelers end up getting better. The Steelers had Super Bowl aspirations coming into 2018. They fell flat on their face, missing the postseason altogether. Maybe the removal of Antonio Brown is enough to get this team back on the straight and narrow. Maybe the Le'Veon Bell contract negotiations and holdouts perhaps added to all of the different drama surrounding the Steelers. Maybe they just need to cut off the dead weight. But for Antonio Brown, careful what you wish for, as I always say. Right now you're playing within one of the premier destinations and franchises in the NFL. One of the only teams to have six Super Bowl titles. You're playing with a future Hall of Fame quarterback. And while Roethlisberger certainly has his warts, again, careful what you wish for, A.B. You ready to go catch passes from mediocre quarterbacks for 6-10 and and 7-9 teams? Okay, your deal. But Brown has proven to be a headache every step of the way over the last couple of seasons. And at some point in time, you simply don't outweigh the distractions. And so Antonio Brown will likely get traded sooner rather than later. Other NFL offseason news. Back in November, the Kansas City Chiefs released Kareem Hunt after the video surfaced of him knocking over slash kicking a woman in a hotel lobby. Chiefs cut bait with him. He was a free agent. Would he get picked up? Of course he would. This is the NFL. And the Cleveland Browns did exactly that on Monday afternoon. Here's Bob Fesco and Josh Klingler on 610 Sports in Kansas City. Let's listen in. John Dorsey's just going to help people. In any situation like this, what you attempt to do is get your facts, understand the situations involved, understand what, what? who the person who drives that person uh, again, I keep coming back to to this. There are no guarantees. You are going to have to earn the trust in this in this situation. And I truly believe that he will be a better man moving forward than he was Why? in the past. I hope but that's what, the case. But what gives you that belief? Why do you believe that he's going to be a better man moving forward than he was in the past? In the past, he was a very violent human being off the field that comes from a family of very violent human beings that have been incarcerated, you know, 35 times just as dad alone. So what gives you the the uh, ability to sit there and say you feel he's going to be a better person moving forward because he sat there and told you that so he could get a job back in the National Football League? It's just not something I'm buying right now. I don't. I, I don't. I don't buy much of what John Dorsey sells. I mean, that that guy is a snake oil salesman. I mean, you you listen to what the stuff that he said yesterday that he took full responsibility for this. No, he didn't. He didn't take full responsibility for it until almost a year later when the tapes surfaced, and then he had to come clean after lying to his employer about what went on. And 
He's had what? He's had a couple months to get rehab. I'm sure, yeah, he's, yeah. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's better now. Every time you, you go through these very difficult uh, situations and, and these types of actions, you have to study everything uh, from the person, for sure the person, and then find out are they willing to be better people moving forward. And again, this happens to be one of those situations where at the, at the end of the day, the organization was comfortable moving forward with signing this player. Why? 60,000 hours. Yeah. Do you believe anything that John Dorsey says? I don't I mean, believe much that most. No, that most GMs say. No. Yeah. I, I, mean, I know. It's I'm not. It's not. It's it's business. But but him in particular, like it's like, business. They, the can, legacy. Can we can we weather the storm of the controversy long enough to get the good the good football player? That's all he really. Cares that, that's about. all he cares about. But but you know what, Josh? That, that, and they believe they can. So that so that's why you sign you sign you sign a Kareem Hunt because you believe you can get through all the other stuff, mm-hmm. all the other noise, and at the end of it, get a football player that's really good. Yeah, you hope twenty four hours well, it comes if, and goes and moves on. And, and, and I'd judging, rather just, I'd rather just say that. Yeah, just look, say look, that hey, out man, loud. We we know this is a bad dude, but quite honestly, you guys as fans don't care. So, we, we've seen the polls. We've seen the results. We'll get it through the legal process. We'll we need to. We'll get it through the commissioner's right. office. We'll weather the suspension. At the end of it, we're gonna, we think we're going to have a really good football player. That's right. why we signed and him. And that's today. why we signed him. Yeah, we just, think he can help us do win that. games. Just be just be honest with it. I mean, he says he's the stuff that he says is he sits there and he goes, you know, he's he's going to be a better person. What would you do? Ask him, Kareem, you going to be a better person? Yes, sir. Okay, great. We we feel comfortable. We'll get this contract signed and and we'll bring you in. But. The, the the NFL owners, the NFL general managers, the NFL head coaches, quite honestly, guys, and, and bear with me on this analogy for a minute here, they're very much like politicians that are following their constituents. And if all the constituents out there are saying, we don't care if guys hit women, we just want to win football games, then that's what these guys are going to do. I ran into a gentleman yesterday, and for a half hour, he talked to me about this situation with Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill and how he does not care. He just wants to win. And, boy, those are good football players that give us the benefit to win games. Yep. And so he's not the only one that's telling me these things, Josh. And he goes, you know, I got a you know 14-year-old daughter and, and whatnot, but, boy, these guys are such great football players, and we can win games if we have guys like this on our team. That's what football fans care about. They care about winning football games and not kneeling during the national anthem. And and other than that, they don't care. It has been shown over years that football fans, to the majority, that speak their minds and vote with their pocketbooks and, and vote with their eyeballs and whatnot, they don't care what guys do off the field. They don't care if guys are bad dudes off the field. They just want to go out there and win football games they just want to go out there and win championships and for my money you know what at the end of the day it is about winning but at the end of the day you can win with good people what a tangled web we weave in the nfl so the kansas city chiefs they decide they're going to try to quote unquote do the right thing or try to avoid the distractions or try to avoid the fallout from the media and the fans in season with this video going public but Now that the initial firestorm has subsided, the Cleveland Browns decide it's fine to take a risk on this. It's fine to endure the blowback on this because, number one, it's February. We're not playing football games. Number two, the initial outrage has already gone down. And see, this is the problem in the NFL. The one team that owned the rights when the bad stuff comes out has to let the guy go. And then... Once all that blowback passes through, then the next team can come up and sweep up the talented player. Is Hunt a changed man? Who knows? We have no idea. But 
We're all just kind of playing this parlor game of roles in a movie, of a play that's unfolding. Okay, here's what you guys need to do, and now we all know what the other teams, or the other guys, have to do. In Cleveland, do you celebrate picking up a guy with baggage like Hunt? Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Will Browns fans embrace their new running back? The Browns are a better football team than they were yesterday. And the NFL has proven time and time again that's the only thing that matters. You mean on paper they're a better team? Yeah. Than they were yesterday. Will Kareem on play a game for the Browns? Are you sure about that? At some point, yeah. I don't know about that. But are they, well, okay, what, what, do, you, what do you know? Oh, I know they're obviously weighing a suspension and... That could be, you know, lengthy, and I understand that Kareem Hunt has had a very checkered past when it comes to being out, being around alcohol, being around women. And he's going to – are we sure he's not going to be around any of those three things over the next course of the next year? No, no, I don't know. So that's why I say on paper. They are on paper a better football team. Well, even – we know paper is very different from actually on a football team. Well, have you heard anything? I'm not not picking at you. I just don't know. I I think a lot of people are confusing this situation with just one incident – there are three. Three. There are three. And one John Dorsey Kansas only City. mentioned one of them yesterday. One in Kansas City. One in a night. One in a here at the nine. Almost said the night. Club. And then one says an Ohio resort. It was over Putin Bay. Okay. Right? So they're, they're calling that a resort. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is a vacation destination. So, so that would be that would be three incidents. And I'm I'm kind of stunned that that's all we have heard. John Dorsey and the Browns and their statement weigh in on was one incident because obviously well, that's the one that people care about. Be frank. Hitting a guy, I think, to a lot of people, unless there's serious physical damage, I think they just come to expect that from football players. Mm -hmm. The one, when it comes to assaulting a woman, that's the one that would stick out to everybody. And my only point is this, is that, yes, on paper, and thank you, they're a better football team. And the NFL has proven time and time and time again. And I argued this three weeks ago with you and Jason about signing Kareem Hunt. Because I said, if the NFL clears him, I would sign Kareem Hunt. It's only going to be able to help your football team. They're a better football team on paper than they were three than they were yesterday or three weeks ago when we first argued it. And again, the NFL, time and time again, this whole thing about trying to be better people. I, I know what John Dorsey said right there, and I respect John Dorsey. Don't get me wrong, but like, come on, you're, you're not trying to make everybody just better people, and that's it. If that's if that was the way it is, you would have what much more outreach than what it is. Kareem Hunt's a good football player. You think he can help your team? You drafted the guy. So you wanted him to be on the team. Yeah, I, so I would just, just call it what it is. I, well, that's just I agree honest. with you. That's I would, all I'm asking. I would stop paying lip If I'm the Haslams, if I'm Dorsey, if I'm anybody, I would stop paying lip service uh, at this point to men yeah. of character. I know we talked about that a lot for the head coach, but we've also talked about it with players, with draft picks, you know, men of character, men of character. It's all really silly because in the end, they don't care about men of character. And by the way, most oh. fans don't either. Oh, I think they do. Most fans they, don't either. They'll, I think they do care. They want men of talent. That is so right. I think they do care. They just don't because they don't want awkward They don't prioritize situations. it. They want good guys. They want their teams to be good guys. But if they have to, they're going to sign people who've certainly made tremendous errors in their life and have done bad things. What what Kareem Hunt did, uh, I heard it all three weeks ago when we argued it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what he did. You know, when you watch the video, it's not like it's Ray. Ray. Please, let's not. We're not going to go down that road today. You know what you saw. You know what you saw was bad. And the NFL has just proven to you time and time again that the takes of now 
The anger and vitriol now, which is 100% warranted. If you don't want to be a football fan anymore, that is your deal. But they have proven it time and time again. When they first do these things, there is backlash, there is anger, there is vitriol, and that all gets drowned out by cheers on Sundays in the fall. That's all there is to it. They signed Reuben Foster in Washington. They found out Reuben Foster, the, the, the domestic charges were dropped again, even though there has to be something nefarious in that past. But, hey, you know what? We're going to give him another chance. But we, they love to say things. Well, we want to give a guy another shot. We believe in people. You believe in being a good football team. It's okay to say you believe you're being a good football team. I, I just We need to draw a line here. There is a clear distinction in the team you root for and the players that play for them. And there are good guys in the NFL. But understand, there are also some people who have been very poor in the NFL, who have been very bad people at times in the NFL. So we need to understand this. You know, I, and, and, and I, if we're I, willing to do, understand it, then I think we can all move on with it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey man, we've seen this before. If you're talented and you act like you've learned a lesson and you're somewhat grounded or humble about it, you show some contrition, fans are willing to overlook a lot. Heck, there was a picture circulating on social media of a guy in an Aaron Hernandez jersey Super Bowl week. So sure, Browns fans will forgive and forget, like almost all fans will. And again, that's what's ridiculous about all of this. When the video comes out or when the evidence is so obvious we cannot turn away, people act outraged, and then that subsides, and we all move on, and that guy's allowed to get another job. It's just the spin of the wheel. Who's he employed by when the bad stuff goes public? smell that that's the smell of spring football we've talked about the alliance the aaf and right now there's nothing to cheer about in memphis because the express were terrible in their debut and their quarterback by even aaf standards was a disaster former second round draft pick of the jets christian hackenberg here's gary parish on espn 92.9 in memphis do you think the city will ever care about the express Every once in a while, I'd be up in New York, and somebody'd say, "So is Memphis fired up about the Alliance of American Football?" And I'd say, mm, "I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know. think there's a subtle uh, crowd. There's some crowd watching it. I was talking to somebody from the Commercial Appeal, and they said it's some of their most read stories. I don't know what that means. So but. my answer was, I don't know, but we will see. And then Saturday it launches yeah. on big CBS. Did well. Did well. Yeah, like it beat the NBA heads yeah. up in overnight ratings. Like yep. the NBA had two big <laughs> brands on, yeah. and the Alliance of American Football beat it yeah. in overnight ratings, which is a, a testament to football in general. And gambling, which, maybe. <laughs> and, well, it's why this league is launched, and why there are a lot of people who think it might work. Yeah. It might not be a great in stadium experience. Right. Like even if you saw the the game in Birmingham, like there weren't a whole lot of people there. No, but um, seventeen thousand, I think they got. But it might do well on television, and from a CBS perspective, I don't. I want to say it's the only thing you Man. care about, but if you can put compelling live programming on CBS Sports Network,
network and have an audience for it, you know, that is a good thing for yeah. the network and, and, and for the Memphis franchise as well. So I wasn't that fired up. But after I think it got a lot of attention on Saturday when the overnight ratings came back and it was like, oh, wow, yeah. people watch this. And yeah. the people were tweeting about it. It had it had an audience. Mm-hmm. And so I was interested in yesterday to see how the Memphis Express would do in their oh, uh, Alliance God. of American Football opener. And it didn't go well, Brad. They suck at football, Gary. Well, they really suck. They can't. Their offense is brutal. Can't argue with you, Brad. They got no. zero points. Twenty-six nothing loss to the Birmingham Iron. And I know that you can't expect year in and year out. We've learned this for decades. Yeah. To just be able to go into Birmingham you don't and just go in. You just don't go into Birmingham no. and beat the Birmingham Iron. No. I've been saying that for twenty years. Heard it that. feels like. Yeah. Uh, but can you score a point on the Birmingham Iron? <laughs> you would just think. like one. Can you get one point on the Birmingham Iron? No, no, you can't. No, zero points. Turns out it's not great to have Christian Hackenberg as your quarterback. Another <laughs> thing we probably should have learned a long time ago. Yeah, you would think. Like I got a text from a, a buddy of mine who uh, doesn't really follow Memphis sports, but he's a buddy of mine and knows yeah. I live in Memphis. And he texted me yesterday while the game's going on. He's like, my God, why, how, why, why do you guys down there in Memphis have Christian Hackenberg as your quarterback? I said, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. They didn't. They didn't consult. Yeah, me. you didn't get the uh, call. I, I wasn't consulted. No. If they would, Charlie Ebersol decided not to call Parrish. If they would asked me and said, "But like, hey, we think about yeah. having Christian Hackenberg as a quarterback," uh, I would have said, "Listen, listen. Ultimately, that's your decision." Right. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> his teams are never good. They suck. He's never. He's no. often like it's no. never works out no. for you. No. Like having like having uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar do a verse on your. New track, like probably a great thing for yeah, you. Like that's work. probably going to work out. Like getting Drake to do a verse on your track, probably going to yeah. work out. Yeah. Getting Christian Hackenberg to play quarterback for you, probably not going to no. work out. No, like you're going to suck. Like if Travis Scott brought Drake on and then Kanye brought Drake on, that ain't going to happen anymore. No. But like just Cardi you know, B, for the, yeah. for the purpose of the conversation, like, yeah, Cardi did a track, yeah. she brought Drake on. I'd say, listen, that's probably a good idea because it seems like every time somebody puts Drake on a track, yeah. Black boy puts Drake on. Like, it can turn you into something you otherwise wouldn't have been. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Travis Scott's biggest hit ever, like, happens to also have Drake right. on it. No. It exposes you to a bigger audience, and then, boom, everybody's in sicko mode. So I, if you're trying to talk to me about that, I'd be like, yes, you should probably get Drake on your track if you yeah. can do that. Yes, you should probably get Cardi B on your track if you could do that. Yes, if Kendrick wants to do a, 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 a verse on your track, you should probably do that. Christian Hackenberg playing quarterback? No. No, don't do that. For the same reasons no. I say yes to the other stuff, I say that, no to that. Because <laughs> every time Drake is on a track, it, it seems to do well. But every time Christian Hackenberg played quarterback, it seems to not do well. He is the, he's the opposite of putting Drake on your track. Basically. He, you're ruining your track if he, you put Christian yeah. Hackenberg on your track. So yeah. maybe don't do that anymore. Home opener. Home opener is next, so. Maybe they just need a little home field advantage. Perhaps that's all the Memphis Express needs. We'll find out soon enough. I think this league can work as long as they remain organized and they don't embarrass themselves with bad, sloppy football. And while the Express were bad and sloppy. And it didn't go well, Brad. They suck at football, Gary. Well, they really suck. They can't. Their offense is brutal. Most of the rest of the league was not. And if you watched the Orlando Apollos play offense or you saw the Arizona Hot Shots, you saw some crisp offensive play. You saw some big hits. What you saw, I thought, amounted to pretty high-level college football gameplay, which if you're going to watch college football, why wouldn't you watch these guys looking for a chance in the NFL? Yep, I think it has a chance. The only thing that doesn't have a chance is Christian Hackenberg at any organized sports league. They suck at football, Gary. How about the news of the weird? 
Rick Wiles runs the website True News, and he wrote a piece comparing Giselle Bunchen, Tom Brady's wife, to being a witch. Actually, let's get more blunt about it. He's convinced Giselle is a witch. Here he is on Mutton Callahan on WEEI in Boston. Rick Wiles joins us from True News. Rick, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. Uh, we heard your sound. I ha- I ha- we had to talk to you for a few minutes. So you believe in witches. You believe there are witches in our presence, both good and bad, uh, in- that are living with us right now. Is that fair to say? Yes, there are witches, but they're all bad. There's no such thing as a good witch. What's a bad witch? What? What is what? Because I've, I've never met a witch. Alex, you egg and cheese without bacon. I've never met a witch, so I, I want to know what Giselle, should I be looking for? You. What? What? What are the what are the characteristics and 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 how do they even come to be? How do you become to be a witch? Well, I look. I I don't hang around witches. They've, there have been witches for thousands of years. Uh, you you can go back to the Old Testament Bible. Uh, they, there were witches mentioned in, in the Old Testament Bible. It's it is uh, uh, these are people that that uh, practice sorcery, witchcraft by um, communing with uh, demonic spirits. It's as simple as that. I'm curious more. You said there are deep spiritual ramifications for Brady uh, sleeping with yeah. a witch. What exactly do you mean by that? Uh, witches will be assigned the lake of fire when they die they're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire with murderers adulterers liars witches are mentioned right there with with murderers and adulterers and liars right okay? it is a eternal damnation in the lake of fire you don't play games with witchcraft well, there, I, it doesn't exist. I mean, you're talking about something that's a fantasy. You're, you're talking. You're talking God, about. God you're talking about a fairy tale, Rick. There are witches no. do not God exist. Says, you are God making this exist. crap up. It doesn't exist. And for no. some reason, you fixated no. on probably because Giselle is not a Trump supporter, and that's become pretty clear. You fixated on uh, Giselle for some reason, and you are pretending that these exist you know and that somehow he's involved in this. It sounds hey, insane. Hey guys, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know you guys, and. You interrupted my morning by asking me to come on your program. Yes, because you spoke like a crazy person argue. on True they're, News. They're, they're, I do, they're, they're, I do want to argue because you are spitting you. venom. You are spitting they're, insanity. They're, they're being, I do want to argue because you sound like a crazy. They're person being rude to you. Saying right? this, I, I, I have a question. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day, and you want to argue about witchcraft? Yes, I do because it doesn't exist. Well, and you are doing this for attention because you know if you talk about Brady and Giselle, you will get attention for your program. You bring up uh, fantasy, fantasy. He doesn't land. need attention for his program. Are you, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, you what's the, oh, so? So you you just randomly brought this up. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you people contacted me at six thirty in the morning and asked me to come on this. And you came. Program. And you came on, Rick. You decided to come on. So we are debating this. We don't believe oh. in it. Or I don't. Maybe Alex okay. does. We don't well, believe in. I think you are using Giselle and Tom. To uh, further your own cause. Okay. Well, you can you can go through life believing that there's no such thing as a Satan, witchcraft, evil, wickedness. You right. can believe you want. God says there is such a thing. And you're taking one quote you heard off a, in a charity event and suggesting that somehow that Tom Brady and his wife are tied into it. That You know how crazy that sounds, correct? You don't know no, them. No, you don't know anything no, about them. And, it be, and because you have this uh, agenda that you want to spew. I don't you, have an agenda. Okay, in this, ca- agenda, in this case, you do. You, be, you believe in you something that, that I don't believe in. A lot of people don't believe in. 
My agenda is to glorify the name of Jesus Christ right. and to point all souls to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And I'm telling you that there is damnation in witchcraft. Right. Well, look, I mean, this Wiles guy sounds like a complete loony bin, but the Patriots have been the master of the dark arts. Yes, there are witches, but they're all bad. There's no such thing as a good witch. What's a bad witch? And if you were telling me that they had made some type of deal with Satan or deal with the devil to win all of these divisions and win all of these Super Bowls and have all of this good luck go their way and... All of the breaks that have gone the Patriots' direction, I kind of would believe it. So this actually might be the best theory that I've heard about the Patriots' run of success. Giselle, as a witch, has made it happen. And I'm telling you that there is damnation in witchcraft. And finally, there's nothing quite like when sports radio and pop culture combine. Like hosts tackling the Grammys. We leave you with Radio Hall of Famer Mike Francesa weighing in on modern-day music and Alex Rodriguez's jacket. There's a lot of people you could have brought out to do the Motown. Not What does J-Lo have to do with Motown? And I know what everyone wants to know about A-Rod's jacket, okay? I don't know what to I mean, listen, A-Rod can wear it. He can wear a pink or fluorescent or whatever the heck it was, tuxedo, and get away with it. There he is in the first row last night. I wonder what A-Rod's feeling when he's in the first row there and Diana Ross is wheeling by him and she's singing and he's got to stand there, you know, and he's like in the shot and there she is. And, you know, she, I don't even know if she knows he's there. I have no idea because he's there because he's sitting next to J-Lo. And, you know, and his girlfriend's in the show, which, you know, she was in the show for a big part last night. But there's Diana Ross coming down the stairs and there you can see A-Rod the whole time standing next to Barry Gordy in the shot. And, you know, you wonder what A-Rod's thinking. That's what I was thinking. I'm saying, what is A-Rod thinking when he's standing there? He's A-Rod. Everyone knows it's A-Rod. He's in the shot. He's in, he's in there, but he has nothing to really do with the gig. He's not part of the gig, but he's in the shot with his fluorescent uh, tuxedo on. So I don't know what he was thinking. Got to ask him. I wonder if that's com- is it comfortable, uncomfortable. You're standing there, you know, you're in the shot with a bunch of music people, and there he is in the first row. He had a good seat. And I can tell you, the record of the year I had not heard of any of the records. I was zero for all the records. So I, that's on me, I guess. I had never heard of any of the records of the year. Zero. Now, I'd heard of Cardi B. As a matter of fact, I got Cardi B wrong last week. They did a thing with me last week where they had up these, put up these pop culture people and they made me guess which ones I could guess or not guess. I got her wrong. I got like nine out of 12, but I got her wrong. So I didn't know her from uh, from any from Adam. So I didn't know her. So, but I'm telling you, the girl who won record of the year. I have. Ne- have you guys ever heard of that girl? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm negative. Never. Right. So you guys are supposed to be into this kind of music. You've never heard this girl who won record of the year. I have record never- of the year, album of the year. Well, either one. She had the red dress on. The girl right, with the yeah, red yeah. dress. The country she- singer. Yeah. I think she's country. She's kind of popish, though, right? I think she won both uh, country album of the year and album of the year. Yeah, so she's oh, she's straight country. She, but I think she, so. she wasn't dressed like she was a country performer. She had like a red dress on, like a like a kind of a you know a puffy little red dress. Right. She, she wasn't dressed like a country western star. That's yeah, for sure. I think she is. Because right. uh, I think Childish Gambino. You're not a big Childish Gambino fan. He won best uh, record. I had never heard of him either. Okay. And he didn't even talk. The other guy comes up and talks. The other yeah. producer, the other guy didn't talk. 
The other guy's Childish Gambino, right? Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, I, he didn't say anything. So I don't know. I never heard of him. No, I can tell you right now, the every song they mentioned or every record they mentioned, I had never heard of any one of them. Not not one record that I heard of. So I was like, okay, this isn't going good. So yeah, I'm we're with you there. I'm telling you, the music at that thing, I mean, think about how many great performers have graced that stage. I don't get it. This music today is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's some good guys. I'm sure there are. But there's some of them are just dreadful. Some of the music is just, man. I know that's what you came here for. I know you came here for the sports radio takes about the Grammy. So I'm glad that I could deliver. The other guy's Childish Gambino, right? Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't say anything. So I don't know. I never heard of him. And that'll do it for us. That's the best in your sports talk. Kind of. For Tuesday, February the 12th. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t